24 Love Gun. I am Timmy Johnson, and joining me as always is the fellow dude, Ryan Anderson. Ryan, what's up? Hola, mi amigos. Not much. Uh, Love Gun, you say? Yes. Oh, I figure we'll, we'll get into this in a minute. Before. Yes. 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 But um, it is uh, our Sunday night. Well, technically, if you want to get to it, Monday. We had a six-day week at the place that remains nameless. Yes, and it was awesome. It was it was everything I I thought it would be and more. Yeah, I am like I I took a nap before we started recording, and if it wasn't for that, I'd be done tapping like, out. Oh man, I've been tired all day. <laughs> Just been drained and my voice probably sounds different because I think I am coming down with some sort of cold. Some, so it's uh, my turn. So some bronchitis or some interaction with stephacophagus or something some, some, some kind of crazy name that I can't pronounce like normal. Yes. Bronchitis. Gynocephalitis. Uh, my wife had bronchitis not too long ago and just sicker and shit and now Seems like about every March, it's my turn. Like two years ago, when we went to Universal and all that, I got sick the day that we left for vacation. That's how you should spend every vacation, just sick as a dog. Yeah. Being away from home in a strange place and just miserable. Yeah. It was, oh man, it was, I mean, like the, the day before I was fine. And then the day that we left, I was terrible. I can't. I have, don't think I've ever really been sick. I think last time we went to Florida, I had a bad migraine the first yeah. day because I hadn't slept and we traveled a bunch and I'd sucked down a yeah. bunch of caffeine and not ate much. You know, sitting in the uh, airports and yeah, all the such. But that's about the most of it. Yeah, I can't say I've really been sick on a vacation. It, I got through it though, but man, I think I've got the early stages, which I need to kick because I have. The war, Kentucky's biggest battle royal, Friday in Owensboro, Kentucky. Big day. Be there. Big day. There's wrestlers from all around Kentucky and other places. And it's about, you know, 40, 50 man battle royal, man and woman, really. And uh, anything go, you know, it's unpredictable, really. I got down to the last final four last year, and I got eliminated. And uh, we'll see what we can do this year, because if you win the Battle Royal, you get the coveted uh, WWA championship. Whoa, uh, is the title vacant? Yes. Well, it's, it's currently, but the Battle Royal makes it, like, open. Whoever wow. wins the Battle Royal gets the belt. Wow. So, this is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
we'll see how that goes. But uh, I'll name this uh, episode uh, The Love Gun. If uh, many of you uh, don't know what that's about, let's uh, listen to uh, Mr. Stanley's uh, voice here. We can do this if we talk about it. So he says, let's get together so we can get hot. Wonder what, wonder, is he meaning like, let's do some hot yoga? I think or, so. I am assuming so. I'm assuming yeah. maybe some uh, snuggling on the couch on a cold winter night, you know, yeah. just to share body heat. I mean, surely nothing nefarious. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. I mean, those lyrics are pretty innocent. I think you could insert here in any Pixar animation. I think it'd be okay. Yes, I definitely could see this in the next Shrek movie or right. uh, Cars or something like that. Right. In which I watched uh, Toy Story the other day, which random, I know, but uh, that was made in like 95. Yes. And that still holds up really well. Like the animation and like the car, like it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I. Anyway, so anyway, back to Mr. Stanley's love gun. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to it. Yes. Time is today. That's uh, that's pretty deep. Yeah, he is a poet. Yeah, like man, that's that's deep shit. Time like that's tattoo worthy. You thinking about getting that on? Well, I mean, you don't really have much space left for a a deep tattoo like that. But. No. Well, I've got my arms are covered, but everything else is open. Like you think you can run that down like the side of your leg or something? Oh yeah, inner thigh. Time is today. Pull the trigger of my love gun. So, I, I know this is I don't on the edge here, but I mean, surely Mr. Stanley is is not referring to his penis on oh. his love gun. I actually think he might be referring. Oh my! Oh my God! I am <laughs> shocked. You pull the you, trigger of I I. Normally, if you say ask a young lady to pull the trigger of your love gun, you kind of get in trouble. Yes, <laughs> but we're not Paul Stanley. I could totally see like him uh, uh, singing that in like uh, a crowded, like you know, just a sold-out ordeal. And he's just every time he comes to the chorus line, love good. He's just looking at all the ladies in the fucking. <laughs> so I, I've told you, I've seen Kiss live. Yes, I seen Kiss in two thousand in Phoenix, Arizona. It was the it was the opening you you night saw twice. No, just once. Just once. Okay, just once. It was the opening night of their farewell tour. 
So this was 18 years ago now. <laughs> they're still touring to this day. Yeah. I think they kind of just dropped the whole idea that this is their farewell tour. Well, but they did but, they did play Love Gun at the was show. Was it awesome? It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm, you're a big Kiss fan. I'm not really. I'm just kind of, I was going to go just to say I seen Kiss. You know, I mean, I yeah. knew some Kiss songs. I When I learned to play the guitar, I play, learned to play some Kiss songs. Yeah. Because one of the, the guy who taught me how to play, he was big into Kiss. Yeah, what's so I, I kind of, uh, I learned, actually, I did learn how to play some of Love Gun. Yeah. And I learned to play the bass part on uh, God of Thunder. Yeah. And I think I played a little bit of uh, Rock and Roll All Night. I'm pretty sure. I know Love Gun was one of them. And I know the bass on God of Thunder for sure. That's, oh man, that, that I don't know. That's so live. Just... God of Thunder is when you get Gene Simmons flying through the air, spitting blood on everyone. <laughs> they had like this big platform up above the crowd, and he's up there playing the axe bass, spitting blood. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Do you think I they will would have been it... as impactful if it wasn't for all the theatrics? Oh, God, no. Hell no. no. <laughs> I think no. they tried that with an album and it fucking flopped. Yeah, well, I told you, like, one of my favorite Kiss songs, though, is Domino, and it's off that album. Is it? It's a great song, but they're, yeah. if you see the video for it, and I think the first time I saw the video was on Beavis and Butthead, and they just tore it apart. <laughs> they look like they look like goofball. They got perms and stuff. Yeah. They got no makeup. They're out there like some greaseball hipsters or something. I don't yeah. know. You had to see the video. You had to pull it up. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. I forget. Sometimes but, on yeah. Beavis and Butthead, how they did that. Like, that was yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, they <laughs> tore them apart. <laughs> the song's good. Yeah. Wait, wait, there's another. Oh, uh, remember the end of uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Yeah. When they had the Battle of the Bands and they beat out Primus <sighs> with a kiss song. Yeah. It's kind of a bad kiss song, but they beat out Primus with a kiss song. Which one was it? God made, or God gave rock and roll to you. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, that's the end of of B, or of end of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, that was that was good shit. I I, I guess I never realized that they beat out Primus. Yeah, that's that fun. was the band they were playing against was Primus. Yeah, and I think uh, we were who you and I will be going to see in about three months. Yes, totally stoked about yes. that. And uh, I think uh, Mitch was saying that they were playing uh, Tommy the Cat. Which, have you heard that Primus song? No, I have not. Yeah, I think they're actually... Like, I'm going to have to bone up on my Primus before we yeah. go to the show. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm sure he'll be playing all the well-known... Yeah. Well, I'm going for Mastodon, but I, I am not opposed to see, seeing Primus. I think Les Claypool is amazing on the bass. Oh, yeah, he's fucking... Hey, he's no one killer. like that. It's, no. At least say you've seen him once. Yeah. It's kind of like seeing, saying you've seen Beethoven or something. <laughs> I mean, great, it's at the piano, but I mean, yeah. there's no one, no one can play the bass like he can. No. That's amazing. He's an amazing player. It's unreal. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Flea in Red Hot Chili. Oh, he blows Flea out of the water. Oh, he does. But he's an okay player, too. But yeah. Let's play something different. He, uh, he is a different level. Which he plays, uh, a bass he called uh there for the longest time i think he plays different ones now but they're uh it's called uh it's like a custom bass company it's it's a guy by the name of carl thompson and it's just like a custom you know carl he just makes them in his shop or whatever and they are expensive like he has this one six string he calls it the rainbow bass 
and like the horn, like the you know, like on a standard guitar, like when you're holding yeah. it, like the top horn of it, yeah, it like curls. It's it's beautiful, beautiful bass, but it's like oh my god, like he's he's Carl Thompson's made duplicates, and it goes for like six or seven grand. Like I don't imagine Les Capel paid for it. No, he I might just. Not. I probably gave it to, gave it to him just for publicity. Yeah, yeah. Just to say a, he plays it. He played the, what was he has a. Did you say it was like an eight string, like a double string bass? Yeah, I think he plays a six and an eight. I think I can't remember, but I, like I know that. he plays a six. But he might play an eight too. But it's you know your standard people play with four string. Well, he plays it like a piano almost. <laughs> if you watch how he works his fingers on that bass, well, he's yeah. like one hand slapping it, but he's playing yeah. the the strings. Normally, he plays it from the top instead of the bottom, like most people play a bass yeah. when you're holding your your strings. And he's almost playing like a piano. You can see his fingers moving so fast. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid what he's doing. He, uh, I think before that, I think I heard an interview one time where he was talking about how like he was a carpenter. Like he made furniture before yeah. he, he like played music professionally or whatever you want to say. But yeah. Yeah. Well, he, pretty, he had the, the banjo bass too. Remember that one? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> And which, you know, if anybody doesn't know who Primus is, he does all of the, uh, like, entrance and, like, the cut, like, the between-scene music, like the meow, 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 meow to South Park. Yeah, the banjo stuff on there. Yeah, yep. yeah. and the intro and... The the cardboard cutout at the beginning doing the, singing the song is a, a representation of Les Capel. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like a, it looks like some kind of, like, a carnival, carny or something yeah. playing the banjo. Which yeah. kind of fits Les Capel's personality. Yeah. He kind of does that when he's playing. Like, he like fucking, like, stomp his leg. Yeah. Know, fucking weird He kind shit. of comes off as a hillbilly. Yeah. He does this kind of hillbilly thing, and it's kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> he's so damn good, guy. No, yeah. I, we, told us, we talked about the story where, uh, I guess he tried out for Metallica after yeah. Cliff Burton died. Yeah. And he came in there and played, and it is... is, is Stuck up as them guys are, at least they realize it's like yeah. you're way too good for us. Yeah. <laughs> you, need to, you need to do your own thing. You, you can't yeah. can't hang with you. No, like I, I don't know if that like is you know like I think Metallica and stuff like that. It's like more like a guitarist centric and like you know, yeah. But yeah, you can't like, even hear the damn bass in no, Metallica. No. There's no point for having a bass player. And all Primus, Les Claypool stuff is like. You know, the bass is the primary focus, which it damn should, you know, it should be. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's talent behind it. But, yeah, I couldn't imagine. He played, there's a clip out there. You'd have to uh, YouTube it. And he's playing uh, Master of Puppets, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> he, he just plays like a minute of it. But it's it's brutal. Like, you hear that bass. It's, it's, it's almost hilarious just hearing him play it. <laughs> so who is your, who is the next great bassist in your opinion oh man i, I mean there's not know. really a lot of good ones you don't none that just come out the only know. one i can think of i've seen live is tools bassist justin chancellor yeah he's really freaking good too mm-hmm. he can play some crazy stuff hey, hey when i saw him in evansville like 10 years ago now he was playing he played like a bass solo and it was just stupid yeah yeah, you don't see too many people playing bass solos which is hell anymore it's just a, like a glorified rhythm guitar yeah, for a lot of these bands, they don't have really good bass players. No. 
But then, uh, so I mentioned kind of I wanted to play this clip because for some reason, every time I hear this clip, it makes me laugh a lot. I don't know if it does the same for you. A stranger from the outside. Greetings. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. <laughs> oh, hang on. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is an intergalactic emergency. I need to commandeer your vessel to Sector 12. Who's in charge here? The Claw! <laughs> Claw is our master. Claw chooses who will go and who will stay. This is ludicrous. <laughs> Isn't that just like classic? I don't even remember that. What's that? Which one's that from? That's the first Toy Story when they go into uh, they go into Pizza Planet, and um, they somehow get out of the toy the bag or something, and they are running, and they jump into this machine with all the little aliens. Yes, and <laughs> that's where that comes from. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever ever seen all the first one either. No, oh, really? I've probably seen it. I've. My sister probably watched it growing up. I might have seen bits and pieces, and I know my yeah. daughter has seen them. And I've yeah. probably seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched them all. Oh, man. That's good. That's like one of my favorite scenes of the first Toy Story. Like, I was walking by in the, I think it was actually Saturday or something like that. I don't know. I was walking by, and they were watching it, and I got on that part, and I had to watch it all the way through. <laughs> the claw. <laughs> You think Buzz Lightyear's ever showed anyone his love gun? Uh, very possible. I mean, it is. Uh, who plays? That's Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah, that's Tim. Tim Allen, Allen does the voice. I can't remember who did Woody. I don't. Um, even... No, yeah, dude, it's Tom Hanks. Oh, is oh no shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yep. That was Tom Hanks. Uh, dude, I was in. Which you know, what do you think about this Toys R Us? Way of the world, man. Yep. Some people are kind of whining about it. You know, oh, it's not fair that Walmart and Amazon put them out of business. Well, if you really liked them so much, you should have went there. I'm there's a reason sure why. You, they there's a reason. Agreement with Amazon. Well, but they Amazon bring just this stuff so much cheaper. Yeah. Amazon provides something you want yeah. at a better price and faster at it, and you get to pick out what you want. And Walmart's the same way. Yeah. That's the way of the world. And one day they'll probably be on the other end of this too. Someone else younger and hungrier will come through and. Yeah, put one well, them two out of business. When Walmart really started, Kmart was the big thing. Yeah, like the '70s and early '80s, Kmart was the biggest retailer in the country. Yeah, where are they at now? They're bankrupt. They are gone. Yeah, they're there is done. The same way with Sears. Sears forever was the biggest, one of the biggest yeah. retailers. The catalog and all that. Yeah, and they're gone. Yeah, and like things change, and someone's someone does it better, and they they rule for a while, and someone else will come along and take yeah. it, and. Uh, so, where, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, I almost bought it, and I did not. Well, two things. So you almost I'm bought a, Toys R Us. No, yes. Oh, it's on it sale. Very good deal. They uh, s they said I could make easy installments every month. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so are you familiar with Ren and Stimpy? <clears throat> um, yes, I am. Yeah, I love me some Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Oh man, I wonder if I can pull up a, a It clip. was so it was so bad. 
yeah. in terms of the content of it. It was like it was on Nickelodeon. And it's this children's show, but it was it was subversively raunchy. Oh yeah, that's what gritty. was great about it. Yeah, oh yeah, it was what was great about it. Very. It gritty. was getting away with so much stuff. Yeah. Here I'm gonna see. Sorry, Chris. I missed your birthday. Do you remember Powder Toast Man? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember Powder Toast Man. Yeah, it was like a sub, like, you know how they do those, like, small cartoon, like, you know, through Ren and Stimpy, and they have, like, small ones throughout. Yeah. Powder, he was like a Powder Toast Man. He's like, his head was like a piece of toast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, the rest of his body was like a superhero, like, all, you know, jacked up muscles and shit. Yeah. And, uh. We were going through Toys R Us one day, and my daughter—I let my daughter pick out something or whatever—and uh, I was looking. Just I, there's this one aisle that I always went to because they had more of like obscure and like more adult things. And uh, I saw it was like a desk figure set, and it was Ren and Stimpy, and it was like Ren, Stimpy, and Powder Toast Man, and somebody else. <laughs> like, Fuck! You never see Powder Toast Man toys. So I might go there like next week and see if I can pick that up. Um, my daughter was just there and stated that it's pretty cleaned out already. Oh, no shit. Yeah, people oh, are already fuck. hitting them up. Fuck. Damn. I might, I might have to go there. What like was the one on there? I, the one I remember the most was, uh, I think it was the uh, Belly Button Lint Fairy. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or seven, you had to leave money for it, and he found the money in in, uh, Stimpy's ear. Yeah. And they did a close-up of the ear, and it was just all gnarly. (laughs) Earwax and hair going everywhere. I can't believe that ever went on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, SpongeBob kind of pulls some of them things every now and then. Yeah. They got that from Ren and Stimpy. That came straight from Ren and Stimpy. Did you ever watch Rocko's Modern Life? No, not really. It was kind of like, it was kind of, it didn't, it kind of put, plugs in there like Ren and Stimpy would yeah but not as bad um shit what was the well oh and I wanted to buy they had like I I I never I guess asked for it when like that movie came out and shit but like you know like in the movie Toy Story the first one Buzz Lightyear's like the new thing or whatever and he comes in like a cardboard spaceship so at Toys R Us, they had the spaceship with a Buzz Lightyear in it. And I almost bought it. Wouldn't that be awesome? To own I, an actual I, Buzz Lightyear? It wouldn't, it wouldn't move the needle for me. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd, I'd probably play with it. I don't know. I mean, I bought... I, the only toy I've bought in the last year, uh-huh. and it was awesome, was that Macho Man. I bought it at Seeker Headquarters. Yes. It was old school Macho Man Randy Savage figure because he's the freaking best. That's the only toy I've purchased in a long time. I should have, when I was going to buy one from there, I was going to buy a Dude Love. And I went back a while ago and they, they, he sold. They didn't have it anymore. I was pissed. Well, I mean, we all know that Macho Man will sell before Dude Love. I do have actually have my Macho Man sitting up right here close by as we're doing this broadcast. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
question. I, I have actually, I don't think I have it because they didn't have any 8x10s. Uh, but I got his autograph and met him. Did you know that? The Macho Man? Yeah. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I did. Uh, like the that WCW cruise I went in, like the death of WCW yeah. cruise or whatever. He was there with uh, Gorgeous George. Oh, man. It was good. It was good. He was like, it was like the macho man that wore like the black fishnet tank top and like oh, leather yeah. pants. and the Yeah, that wasn't the macho tail. man. Yeah, oh, that wasn't yeah. the real macho man. That was at the end. What up, Mach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, wasn't the real macho man. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. He needed to have the flamboyant collars and the big shades and all yeah. that. That was great. That was macho man. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing then. He was pretty jacked up, though. It's probably what got him, like, the heart attack yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's probably. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, let's uh, get into a segment we like to call um, Over the Line. I got my lineup right this week. Congratulations. Anyway. <laughs> Continue. You can go first. Well, I have one I kind of left over, held, held back in the hip pocket. You know, mm-hmm. I sent my daughter to private school. Yes. And uh, I, you know, I pay. It's not too expensive, but it's, it, I, I'd expect a little bit more than the average Joe public school that yes. that shat you and I out. Yeah, right. So she, my daughter comes home the other day, and she's in the third grade, and she's talking about what they learned in school. <laughs> and she was having trouble. They're kind of learning the metric system a little bit. Yeah, I'm just surprised we just haven't switched to it anyway. Well, yeah, that'll be part of my rant here. Don't worry. Okay. okay. And, <laughs> and my daughter goes, asked her, you know, what a meter was, and or uh, yeah, what a meter was, and she's the teacher told her basically it's a foot. Yeah. And it's like, uh, no, no, it's <laughs> not even close to foot. So I'm paying, you know, the teacher's teaching this math. It was part of the math curriculum. Yeah. And the teacher don't even know what the hell a freaking meter is. Hang on. I'm going to see if I know this off the top of my head. A meter is a little less. It's like... A uh, meter is... It's, it's, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's like a yard. Yeah, it's close to a yard. Yeah. It's not quite. Oh, I didn't even Google that. Actually, I think uh, it's, it's like a hair longer. Less, no, is it? I don't know. No, I, I think it, I thought I always thought it was a little bit longer. Yeah. But it's... It don't matter. It's kind of going to that rant about what we need to do in this country. We need to switch over to it. Because, yeah. I mean, you didn't probably, and I didn't really use the metric system much till we went to our nameless employer, which yeah. everything is metric. Holy fuck. Everything. Everything is metric, and you kind of, it's like a culture shock at first, but after you get used to it, it's like, this is really freaking easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we, why are we still messing with this old, ancient crap, you know? Yeah. We use the English imperial system, and the English don't even really use it. They use it for little, they use the weights and stuff. Yeah, well, they still use stone over in Britain, but <laughs> you know we're using the pounds. But it's the English imperial system, yeah, and they've pretty much abandoned it. I was like, we need to abandon this. This is too damn easy. Yeah, the metric system is, and I don't understand why we don't. Do you think that? So, like, would you go as far as like kilometers? And oh yeah, stuff? like so do. When I go to, you know, we were going to Canada again this summer. We went to Canada a couple of years ago, and everything's metric there. Mm-hmm. And they do, right close to the border, they have both. It'll say uh, speed limit, okay. well, speed, speed limit 100 kilometers per hour, 
And then right below it, it'll say approximately 60 miles per hour. Yeah. So, like, as you're closer, once you get further into Canada, like, you get up towards Toronto, it's all, it's all kilometers. Yeah. Which is easy to do. I mean, all our, all our vehicles got both on them. So, yeah. So, it's not like you had to try to figure it out. Just look at the second. But it it kind of throws you for a loop because you're driving somewhere and it'll say 30 kilometers, you know, and you're thinking 30 miles. That's maybe 30 minutes, maybe a little less. Yeah. 30 kilometers ain't jack. <laughs> You're yeah. there before you know it. So yeah. you kind of like the distances kind of throw you off. Yeah, I guess I could see that. But one of the, you know, one of the big reasons, you know, you have a lot of overdoses in hospitals or um, like medication overdoses. Uh-huh. Because all medications, and you see this when you go to the pharmacy now, it's all in milliliters and stuff. Yes. It's all metric. Milliliters. And when they take your weight a lot of times at the hospital or like you go to the doctor's office, they take it in kilograms. Really? But they convert it over. They tell you. They'll take it. Because all medicines are based off kilograms. They're not based off of pounds. Hmm. So it's how many kilograms you are by how much medicine they give you. But they'll tell you your pounds because that's what we all use. So they, you're yeah. 150 pounds, which you might be, you might actually be like 70 kilograms. Yeah, I've noticed if I've watched like YouTube videos or something like that in like, you know, UK or something. Yeah. Like, oh, approximately something, something grams. Yeah, but the problem is that sometimes the nurses who are doing this, they forget to convert. Oh, so they take it, or they do like, or if most of the time they've gone to just doing kilograms, just weighing you in kilograms and just tell yeah. you that. Yeah. But sometimes they used to take you in pounds and then have to convert it to do your medication. But if you forget to convert it, now you're at 200 pounds, you're going to set it up for 200 kilograms. <laughs> so you're overdosing on a maze, especially like a painkiller or something oh, like that. You know what I mean? And that's that's yeah. happened. So that's kind of spurred some of this conversion over the metric at least in the healthcare field it's like oh it's a little that's too that's a big slip up yes and you've seen that automotive industry when you and i were younger especially when i was younger everything was cubic inches on engines yeah everything you know you didn't there's now it's all liters everything's set up in liters everything's even i think on domestic vehicles there's pretty much all metric on them now yeah there's a i can't remember there's a way you can find out the cubic inch but there's a formula, but I Who used cares? to know it, but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But it's kind of my right. We need a switch. This yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's too damn Everybody easy to do. Everybody on the same page would be a yeah, lot easier. Yeah, everyone's on the same. Well, that's one of the troubles with our uh, um, trade. We have mm. to convert everything. When yep. We send something out to China or we send something to the European Union or whatever. We have to train, tra- uh, convert it all. Yeah. This is stupid. Why are we doing this? It's easier. That's it's not like we're switching to something that's going to really re-educate, uh, really hard and re-educate a lot of people. I mean, they're going to have to learn some new terms and some get a better grasp for what each one means. But it's freaking easier. <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't know. That's do you, my rant. Well, do you think that we should all go to the same currency as well? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, not really. Not yet. I don't know. I think that would almost like simplify a lot of shit. So you don't have to do that. Like if you go to a different whatever. Well, I don't know. For I don't think we're there as a planet yet. Yeah. There's still a lot of, you know, in different countries pulling shenanigans. You're going to be, and some countries won't go to it. Some countries want to be able to print their own money so they can inflate it. Like us, yeah. we, we inflate our money a lot. Yeah. And we're not going to want to have, lose control of that ability. Yeah. I can see that. Yes. I could and I see it making more sense in Europe. They have the euro. But yeah. The countries are not that big. You know, their countries are the same size as states in our country. 
Yeah. So them having a common currency is uh, is more advantageous to them. But you don't have PayPal, do you? No, I don't. I used to, but I I just don't use it. I've had two two separate is wrestling gear. Bought a pair of trunks and I did it in uh, uh, euro. Yeah. And uh, and pesos for a guy from Mexico. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Well, I've, I when I go to Canada, I just use my credit card and they convert it for me. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll pay and I'll pay in Canadian, but when I when my credit card company processes that payment, they it's paid in American, so it'll yeah. be less. So if I paid uh, twenty bucks, say I bought a T-shirt for twenty bucks in Canada yeah. in Canadian dollars, um, I might actually after it's all said and done, when my credit card is processed, I may only pay seventeen bucks. Oh or yeah, eighteen bucks, something like that. It's, when sure. we were there last time, it was a uh, dollar twenty-five Canadian to one dollar American. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I went out there and exchanged a hundred bucks. So we had a, there's a casino in the hotel we stayed at, and they did it for free. I changed a huh. hundred hundred bucks, and I get a hundred and twenty-five Canadian. Hmm. Yeah. So really. If you want it, wonder if there's anybody that just has a master plan that they're just going to, well, their taxes are different. Their taxes are yeah. higher. Yeah, their so, taxes are a little bit higher. So, And when you go to pay for stuff, like especially close to the border, they'll have both. They'll yeah. have, they'll have uh, on tag, they'll have Canadian and then they'll have American. And a lot of the, uh, the cashiers, they have two drawers. Yeah. And they'll ask you what you're going to pay. If they see you have American or you have Canadian money, they'll huh. hit the recording button and it'll kick that drawer open. That's interesting. Yeah. Didn't and that. that was that way all the way to Toronto. When I was at, we were at a hotel in Toronto, they were yeah. accepting American money. Do you think like they get like shit like, we don't accept the fucking American money. No, they, their money, their American is worth more than them. So yeah. especially if you're tipping someone, which tipping's a thing there in Canada as well. Yeah. Uh, you tip an American, you're actually kind of giving them a little bit more. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What if we should just take all of our money, take all of our monies, and just head to Canada, and we could be that yeah, much richer? Yeah, but stuff. Well, yeah, but the stuff costs a little more. Yeah, that's 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 what I was getting at. Like the yeah. taxes higher. No. So. Well, that's no, not even really taxes, just because the money's worth less. So you know, it, like you say, you buy a bottle of Gatorade, and it might be a dollar American and dollar twenty-five. Yeah. Even if you convert the money, you're still going to be out the same amount of money. Yeah, it's bullshit. I like my way of thinking better on that. <laughs> you're trying to game them. <laughs> yeah. Try to get rich by convert uh, uh, currency conversions. Right. Do you think there's a possible way of doing that? Anywhere? Yes, probably, but I don't think we're smart enough to figure it out. Nope, I'm not. That probably takes a lot of time, too. Yeah. That I don't have. What do you got this week? Well, I was trying to... Okay, so we got this play set today, and the box... It was fucking huge for one. And it's like one of those plastic like playsets ordeals, you know what I mean? Yes. And uh, plastic hut. And it's I mean, it's all fake, but like it's kinda crazy. Like they packed like a kitchen a kitchen sink, a fake fridge and a fireplace you have all this shit in four walls no d- separate rooms <laughs> like sounds like the an old cabin from the pioneer days yeah, right <laughs> you have all this stuff it's like a studio apartment but like three foot by three foot 
But uh, so they have these screws, just a basic sheet metal screw or something like that. Melt yes. and uh, yeah, screw it into this plastic. But they don't leave you any like fucking little relief. Like there's a little dimple, but you have to pierce this fucking screw through the plastic. Like what the fuck? It's over the line, dude. Fucking maybe get a little drill bit and drill it out for us a little bit. Then we'll stick the screw in there. That costs extra. Yeah, I guess. Have somebody do it. That have a home uh, employ a homeless man for twenty dollars a day. He'll drill the fuck out of all that shit. But me with these assembly hands and the one I just broke, it's not exactly the strongest, and I'm trying to screw all these in there. Wasn't cool, bro. Not cool. So think about the customers, what you're saying. Yes. Make this a little easier for them to assemble. Yes. I hate putting shit together. Who who loves putting stuff together? They do. Fuck. Hats off I to do. them. But <laughs> I don't mind it if it's for my children and shit, but it still kind of sucks. Still got to put it together. But, uh. Yeah, that's kind of mine this week. Just put a little fucking relief dimple. Like, there's a dimple, but put a make it so I can put that screw in there a lot easier. Or maybe I yes. should just. I don't have a screw gun. Maybe I just need a fucking Dewalt or uh, right, something. Yes, I mean, of all the tools you get, I mean, it takes nothing for you to go out and buy one. Yeah. I mean, just planting this idea in your head right now will probably cause right. you to go to the Menards <laughs> tomorrow and buy one. Right. Yes, go get you a a a power drill. Right. A cordless, cordless, probably 18 volt or larger yep. drill. Yep. Yes. Might have to do that soon. Yes. I have one, but it's really like, it's cheap. It's like one of them Black & Decker's from Walmart. Oh, it's it's like below the grade of Black & Decker. Like you go to the uh, Harbor Freight and get one Damn of them Chicago near. tools. It yes. might be a Chicago pneumatic might be an upgrade of what I have. I think this might be like fucking CVS or some shit. I got it from somewhere. Like, I can't remember. But it works. But the batteries don't hold up, so. it's a Is it a gray and decker instead of a black and decker? I don't even think it has a brand. <laughs> it's just sitting up on the shelf right now. Like, it's not the greatest. That I that's why that wasn't even an option. Like, I think my wife's like, "Hey, don't you have that?" Like, yeah, but it's it's shit. <laughs> I still have a circular saw up there. I still haven't used brand new in the box. But you got a chainsaw. But I do have a goddamn chainsaw that plays lumberjack. <laughs> yes, I'll have to record that one day. But uh, anyway, let's uh. Go ahead, and we got some time for some uh, news and headlines. All right, what you got? We're going to hit the ground running this week with a little conspiracy. I know how you love conspiracies. Yes. UFO encounter. New footage shows U.S. Navy pilots' apparent sighting of an alien craft near East Coast. Hmm. Newly declassified video and audio shows U.S. Navy pilots apparently encountering a UFO with no wings or tail as they flew their Boeing F-A-18 Super Hornet along the East Coast in 2015. 
What is that thing? One pilot can be heard saying in the video. Oh my gosh, dude, look at that flying, exclaims another. According to the report by ABC News, the 35-second footage captured by an infrared camera on board the F-18 traveling at 25,000 feet was released Friday to the Stars to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, a private scientific research and media group that is led by Hale Putoff, a NASA and U.S. Department of Defense advisor. <laughs> the new video comes soon after two other declassified videos of supposed UFO sightings by U.S. Navy pilots. Hmm. Let's see. In one of the encounters, pilots David Favor and Commander Jim Slight, who were flying off the southern off the coast of Southern California in an F-18 as well, describes seeing an oval-shaped object hovering above the sea. Favor said he was mystified by what he saw in the 2004 incident. It had no exhaust plumes, wings, or rotors, and outran the F-18s. I want to fly one. <laughs> so what, was, what is your stance on the UFO phenomenon? I think there's something there. So do you, do you think, think it's so? no I don't. No. I I don't think I don't know. I don't think it's uh how many other planets are there? Well there's billions of planets. I think there's I think there's life out there. Yeah. I think the universe is too big, there's too many places that life's there. But why in the world would you travel travel thousands of light years to come here and just terrorize hillbillies and anal pro people and mutilate right. cows? You're an advanced civilization has traveled, has mastered the faster than light travel to cross these distances. Why are you going to do this? Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I, I don't, don't know. think, I think a lot of stuff, it, I, I remember in the 80s, I watched Unsolved Mysteries, and they always had the alien segments on there. And all the alien ships back in the day were, were uh, triangular shape. Yeah. Well, then what gets declassified right after that? You get you get sure. planes like the, the uh, B-2 bomber, the uh, F-111, the stealth fighter, even like the SR-71 comes out around this time. And if you didn't know them things existed, they would look like spaceships. Yeah. They're designed to be quiet. They're designed to evade stealth. They're designed to go fast. So or, I think that a lot of this stuff is classified. It's probably test vehicles that we're flying. You know who it could have been? The Ruskies? I'll tell you who took those lunches. That damn Sasquatch. Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's one I definitely don't believe in. Oh, Between you on. and my old band yeah. and damn Sasquatch, my dad is thoroughly convinced that Sasquatch is real. <laughs> he has he has a car, he has one of them blackout cutouts on his barn. That's and then real. he has, oh, God, yeah. And then he has like a, a statue that he moves around the yard to torment my niece and nephew. Are you being serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's of amazing. a Sasquatch. My my daughter goes over there all the time and just tells him Sasquatch ain't real. And he's prove it, prove he's yeah, real. <laughs> There's a TV show they're chasing him. Are they got video yet? Well, not yet. <laughs> that, well, that would be. That's like, why would you show the honey like it, the the uh, like with Pooh Bear? Like the the whole thrill of the hunt is the thrill of the hunt. The chase the chase oh. to get to the maybe. Honey. The, Sasquatch isn't real. Oh, there's a squatch in these woods. I tell you what. 
So what gets between all great organizations and and like uh, partnerships? You know, the uh, oh, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, or or Simon and Garfunkel, the Beatles, or any kind of great organization. What normally gets in between them to blow them up? Besides a wall, money, a woman. The love of a good woman. Yes. It's no different here. A prominent American hate group just collapsed because of an affair. (laughs) One of the leaders of the Traditionalist Workers' Party left the group after a fellow hate group leader, Matthew uh, Mackenbach, allegedly slept slept with his wife. (laughs) What was the hate group? The Traditionalist Workers' Party. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's like three dudes in a trailer park. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so Matthew Heimenbach, yeah. the chief of the Traditionalist Worker Party and one of the most prominent leaders of the American white nationalist movement, was arrested on Tuesday for allegedly attacking both his wife, Brooke, and her stepfather, fellow party leader, Matt Parrott. According to the police report, Obtained by the Seven Southern Poverty Law Center, the bizarre incident le- leading to his arrest stemmed from a tryst gone awry. <laughs> Apparently, Hy- Hyman Bach and Parrot's wife, Jessica, had an affair that lasted three months. Oh. But Hyman Bach's wife reportedly wanted to see if her husband would continue the fling despite having say- said it was over. Heibenbach hmm. uh, reportedly stood on a cardboard box outside of a trailer home. Oh, no, how did you predict that one? <laughs> and spied on the significant others <laughs> from the window. According to one, at least one account of the report, the two began having sex, and Parrot went inside to confront Heibenbach. That's, that's what you do. Yeah, Parrot said he poked Heibenbach in the chest, and then Heibenbach <laughs> allegedly choked him out. Oh shit. <laughs> lose consciousness. That's embarrassing. When he came to, Parrot took his younger stepdaughter to the Walmart and called the cops. Oh my god! Telling them that Heimenbach's wife had been taken had taken a recording of the encounter. <laughs> Meanwhile, Heimenbach allegedly attacked his wife Brooke, grabbing her face and throwing her onto the bed. He was carted off to the Orange County Jail in mm. handcuffs. <sighs> The love of a good woman even blows apart the nationalist movement. Yeah. Fucking nationalist. (laughs) What the hell? The the big Lebowski, the fucking uh, nihilist. The fascist. Well, the nihilist and then the fascist. Yeah. (laughs) National socialist, fascist. (laughs) So I'm going to, I got another story about the love of a good woman. Mm -hmm. It says here. Oklahoma woman, Oklahoma mom, 45, who married her daughter, 26, after the two hit it off, gets two years in prison. It's almost like they, two years in prison for hitting it off with her adult daughter. So remember a couple weeks ago, we had a story of a a father marrying his adult daughter in North Carolina. Well, now we are diverse here at the Dudes of Pied. We don't care who, who you're in love with. The pork on pie, pie on pie, <laughs> pork on pork. It don't matter. We don't care. We don't care. Mm. A an Oklahoma w- mother who married her daughter after the two hit it off was sentenced Tuesday <laughs> to two years in prison after pleading guilty guilty to incest. Patricia Spann, forty five of Norman, Oklahoma, pled guilty to the felony offense 
and admitted that she married her biological daughter, 26-year-old Misty Spawn. She must also register as a sex offender after, re- her, after her release from prison. But how old were they? 26? 45 and 26. As a sex offender? Yes. So I don't know. So I don't really see that as a reason to throw someone in jail. No. I find it disturbing. Yeah, very. And disgusting, but One. you're not it's a grown adult. So you got two grown adults who are whatever they're doing here. Yeah. But it's it's not a good idea. Yeah. I don't see this as a crime where you and I should be spending tax dollars to throw them in jail for a no. couple of years. Just be like just fucking quit. Annul the marriage. Yeah. It, this is this is shenanigans. We, just yes. get, no, we ain't gonna tolerate this, but don't throw them in prison and yeah, waste people's money on two this. Two years. That's pretty ridiculous. Said Span ex- accepted the plea deal and was sentenced to eight years on probation and fined oh, fifteen hundred bucks. That's the Duncan up. Police Department was informed of the incestuous marriage by an employee with the State Department of Human Services. The employee find out found out about the marriage. A child welfare investigation is oh <laughs> for a twenty six year old daughter. Child welfare. It's okay. We're gonna take you out of the home. Oh my god. <laughs> twenty six year old. Where was this? The mother and daughter wed in March of two thousand sixteen after they reunited in two thousand fourteen. Patricia had lost custody of Misty years before, but the two hit it off after reuniting. Their marriage was annulled in October of 2017 after a judge decided that the mother had induced her daughter by fraud to enter into the marriage. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? what the? <laughs> Where was this at? This is in Oklahoma. Oh, my God. So, so the man marrying his adult daughter was in, was in North Carolina. Yeah. The mother wearing her adult daughter is in Oklahoma. Shit. That's a... Uh... I've been to Oklahoma. <laughs> have you? Yes, I have been through Oklahoma a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. That's a... It's uh I mean, yeah, it's fucked up and weird, and they shouldn't do it, but goddamn, just don't let them do it anymore. Like yeah, you said, please. let's not waste money on putting them in fucking prison or whatever. Two years, goddamn, that's a lot of food and resources. Yeah, yeah we're donating to... To uh, housing someone for something that, that it's not like they were murdering or raping or something. Yeah. If it was a rape charge or something like that, yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, that's fucked up. You got anything else? Oh, yes, I got a couple more. So we talked about Mr. Tommy Wiseau a few weeks ago. Oh, Remember yeah, the, the great movie, The Room, which you went and kind of investigated a little yes. bit. So you've heard that they're doing a new Joker movie, right? I think I did. Did I tell you about it? Yeah, I think you told me about it a little bit. Yeah. While it's unknown if Tommy Wiseau will ever actually get a chance to play the Joker, a new fan video gives gives fans a taste of what it would hypothetically look like. (laughs) YouTuber B-U-B Bup recently shared a fan video. B-U-P. B-U-P Bup. Bup. Okay. Shared a fan video which superimposes footage of Wasso's recent Joker audition tape into actual scenes from The Dark Knight. (laughs) 
While no one can obviously top Heath Ledger's iconic performance in the film, seeing the room creator and star in the context of an actual Joker in context of actual Joker scenes is certainly interesting. <laughs> For one thing, Christian Bale's sullen facial expressions as Bruce Wayne Batman almost take on an amusing life of their own in response to Wiseau's Joker. Wiseau began campaigning for the role of the Joker back in February after updates about Todd Phillips' standalone Joker origin movie began to hit the mainstream. And while Wiseau's tweet has resulted in several different fan videos and pieces of fan art, the actor is somewhat conflicted on whether or not he should play the role. I, I say go get, for it. I don't think he's going to get the option to play the role. So uh, Heath Ledger was pretty great at the oh, role. Yeah, that was really good. Batman. What did you think of Jared Leto? Uh, I, honestly, to be hundred percent honest, I did not watch Suicide Squad. I've I saw it. Yeah, I I, I like Jared Leto as an actor. I think he's a really good actor. Yeah, but he was not good in this movie. Yeah. I didn't like the I didn't like the portrayal. I didn't like the. That's uh, what I was about to say. Do you think design more, of the character? Yeah, I think that's what. It yeah. was the stupid, like, damaged tattoo and yeah. the fake teeth and just, like, the, some kind of yeah, gangster that's Joker. That's what kind of killed that Joker for him. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't and he's a good. He's a great actor. He can pull off a lot of... A lot of he's got a lot of range. He can pull off a lot of different characters, but... Yeah. He, he fell flat on that one. Ledger Joker was more of yeah. Joker. That was know? pretty wild. And I remember when Heath Ledger got that role, it's like, what? Broke yeah. out mountain guy? No. Yeah. And then you watch that, it's like, oh my God. That's yeah, fucking That genius. was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Our final story this week would kind of, it's going to kind of continue on with one of our stories from last week. You know, it was, we're talking about your fart fetish where you like oh, to yeah. smell, smell farts and stuff, yes. you know, get sexually aroused. Oh, you should ask. I should have recorded the one I, my wife woke me up today and it was gnarly. I don't know where it came from. Did it she was, shit on you or did you shit on her? Oh, I was, I did. She okay. just came in the room and I just let it go. It <laughs> I thought insane. maybe you're saying she's woke woke you up. Maybe she dropped the bomb and then had to wake you up to let you get a no, taste. No, oh. I she could probably throw down though, yeah. but it usually comes out of nowhere too. Like, I can't help it. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. On the lines of the fart fetish, yes, there is also a queef fetish community oh, lord have mercy <laughs> what crosses your mind when i say the word queef for your mom it means absolutely nothing for my sister it induces uncomfortable silence for a gay male friend it's a delicate mystery for a straight female friend it listens a knowing smile on the internet it seems to cause embarrassment or bring up relentless references to a certain south park episode and as with many body parts, objects, and bodily functions, queefing can also be the source of sexual arousal. <laughs> <laughs> For the uninitiated, queefing refers to the involuntary emission of air from the vagina. Yes. That said, there are also some women who can queef on demand. Yeah, I've known a couple of those. You've known women who can queef on demand. Yes, but they never would, like... <laughs> Say, oh, I mean, you you can't say they can do it unless they prove it. That's I, something you got to prove. And I agree. But they, I'm calling never. bullshit, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it fart. I want to hear it from myself. Yeah. No, I they they're like, yeah, I can do that on command. I'm like, oh well. But you almost kind of feel awkward. We'll make it do it. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll prove it. <laughs> Although the squeezing of air through a small space creates a sound that we most op- most regularly associate with farting, <laughs> queefing, odorless, and entirely unrelated to the butt. Queefing is entirely odorless and unrelated to the butt. In spite of this, other terms for queefing tend to refer to it as anal's neighbor. There's vaginal flatulence, vaginal wind, vaginal fart, and the neat contradiction, vart. Queefing was first examined by the scientific community in the mid-1990s in Sri Lanka, where a clinical J... uh, Clinician could coined the rather intimidating phrase. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. All right. vulva. Oh shit. Which once even, we get yeah. past the Latin translation to the much friendlier chattering vulva. <laughs> Since then, there has been a general population been general population surveys in on Dutch and Iranian women. The latter, which delivered an interesting stat, the most common activity leading to vaginal flatulence was sexual intercourse. This is reflected in the majority of other academic papers that examine queefing. Whether it's a deep dive into doggy, a fast finger bang, or some <laughs> Columbus piss, any penetrative action that Isn't lets air... Columbus piss? Col- no, Columbus bliss. Oh, Columbus piss. Now, I don't want to know what you're doing there, sir. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Any penetrative action that lets air into the vagina can also result in air coming back out. Indeed, it may be steamy carnally of a queef that leads someone to fetishize it. So I know you're saying bullshit here. There's no, no one out there. I beg to differ. Theodora, a 27-year-old IT specialist, doesn't describe herself as a queef fetishist. Nonetheless, she can't escape the feeling there's something pretty sexy about a lusty queef. Oh, God. It doesn't happen very often. And in my case, it's mostly after some intense fucking, she says. The turn-on for Theodora lies in both the mental satisfaction of a passionate fuck and the, and the physical sensation of queefing itself. My imagination focuses on the idea that so much air came out of my pussy, she says. Oh, when, it's releasing, <laughs> when it's releasing, even if it's really loud, I don't care. Oh, God. It's still, it's still tickling my pussy, so it's really nice. <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Theodora, what the fuck? What a freak. Yeah, good God. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, so, would you like the male? Would you like the male perspective before we end the story? Uh, yeah. How about thirty-eight-year-old Jacob? Certainly is turned on by queefing, <laughs> and believes his fetish originated during childhood. However, his understanding of his fetish doesn't quite fit the negative-positive dichotomy. My first girlfriend queefed a lot. <laughs> I could, I could hear her vagina taking in air during fingering, and sometimes. The sides of my penis during during intercourse, he says. We were in our mid-teens, so this imprinted on me. My sexual template was forming. Jacob's explanation for his queef fetish appears to fit the classical, classical conditioning theory of sexual preferences. 
This theory suggests that if we repeatedly experience a specific body part, object, or bodily function prior to or during sexual arousal, we will eventually start to get turned on by it, and even even in seemingly non-sexual situations. In Jacob's case, the pairing of his first sexual encounters with queefing may have had a significant effect. In fact, his <laughs> fucking imprinted on him. Yeah. In fact, his first queefing experience still sticks with him decades down the line. I, I could hear the air slowly gurgling in her. He recalls, We thought we heard her, my mom get home, so we got out of bed quickly. As my girlfriend pivoted on her butt on the bed to scoot her feet off, she queefed a lot. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know what to say. Oh. <laughs> There's some freaking weirdos. Yeah. Every time I feel like a weirdo, I just have to get on the internet oh, for like yeah, five minutes. You're good. God, I'm normal. Yeah. I find that hard to believe, and I am somehow normal. <laughs> I am I am still the C student Yes. after all of these years. Yes, I'm the D. <laughs> oh my wow, god that's, uh, that's unbelievable there I, I don't know if we can top that that's, so I had to say that for last that one's that one's pretty much a show, show stopper yeah queef Jesus you know what you should do you're always looking for a money making venture right have you ever thought about writing some erotic fiction maybe oh. including some some sexy queefs in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> toenail clippings. Juan Pablo thrusted his man meat inside her, building the air till it got fuller and fuller until she couldn't hold it back anymore. And, and the lusty vibrations of queefage erupted from her womanhood. <laughs> well, fuck. Baby, you should. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to get done here. I think I might have to go on the internet. Yeah, start writing shit. You're on a roll. One Pablo. <laughs> oh my god. What the hell's you wrong probably, with this? I sell a lot too. It's like that would be sad. Oh yeah, you can make more money writing writing queef fuck fiction than you yes. would like curing. It's so like, guys struggling as he's trying to cure cancer, yes. like help disabled kids help disabled kids walk again or something. Did he's making like queef? barely. Enough. Fuck fiction. Queef fuck fiction. Make like millions of dollars writing queef fuck fiction. And this guy is trying to save the world, trying to like come up with clean energy or like I said, a cure for cancer. And he's like living in a studio apartment <laughs> about the size of your daughter's playhouse. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with this? Oh, man. That would, that's, you should probably, <laughs> like, I know you, like you write and stuff and you want to yeah. continue with writing. You should probably write those and submit it and get them published and shit. Oh, I would definitely use a, a pen name for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you remember a few weeks ago when your wife wouldn't let you be on the Jerry Springer show because you would embarrass the family? Yes. I figure I would get the same result <laughs> my mom. Don't use the family name. <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's uh, What does your son do? Well, he, he writes... Uh, he, he writes erotic queef fuck fiction. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never heard of that genre. That must be new. Yeah. Hey, hey, I heard your son writes that. No, no, no. He he, he works at Walmart. <laughs> That's not him. That's a it's different le- lesson. It's a yeah. It's a less embarrassing trade. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, yeah. That's a, which I have a uh, 
I've got a dude of the week. Who who is our dude of the week? All right, here, let's get some bowling pins rolling. Well, we're just going to say, Paul Stanley, you are the dude of the week for uh, just talking about the love gun. I, I That was very dude-like behavior. Yeah. Paul Stanley just wanted to hang out, yep. bang some chicks, yep. listen to some queefs, <laughs> <laughs> and play some tunes. Play some tunes. Yep. Yeah. The... Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty much done here. I think we pretty much... We beat the Queef Horse pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, we've pretty much set podcasting back another week. So, uh, we've done our job. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for enjoying... Uh, well, hopefully you enjoyed <laughs> episode 24. How many weeks are in a year? 46? 46? Where'd you learn it? You learned it the same place. Same place you learn metric at. 52. You must have went to my daughter's school. <laughs> We're almost there. Not really, but almost there. But anyway, thank you for joining us. Ryan, thank you. Adios, amigos.